0: Good evening, everyone. It's Notes from John.
1: With a babble from Bond. On
0: Sunday evening, January 19, 2020. Isn't that a great song? We Are Family. It's got such a great beat and everything to it. Yes, and I it love does. the message. We are family.
1: Yes, we are.
0: I got all my, well, for her, all my sisters, but I got all my Brothers, family with
1: families. me. Brothers, families, we've got all our family. Yeah. It makes you want to get up and dance. It
0: sure does. Move. And, and uh, even, even though we called, we, we mentioned in our last podcast, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about our lives together, that we kind of led into the next element of our lives would be about when we became empty nesters.
1: Not so fast. Not
0: so fast. <laughs> Not. <laughs> we realized that there's some things that we needed to review before we get into our period of empty, empty nesting. Nester. So I think we'll go back a little and, uh, and just talk uh, somewhat about our family and their, uh, the things that they've done that uh, we've been <coughs> pleased and happy with and uh, to help them become really the great people that they've become. And, and,
1: and we have a shout-out tonight. Oh,
0: we do. Who is yes, that? Yes,
1: we, we're invited over to Josh and Callie's. Thank you. And Kelly is our daughter-in-law, our only daughter-in-law, but we claim her as a daughter. And sure she's do. amazing. She invited us over for dinner and had a beautiful table, beautiful children around the table, conversation, food. It was very nice. So we appreciate it because Thank we... Thank you, Kelly and Josh. Yes, it was, Josh was great. Josh made great gravy. They are taking after you, John. Uh, much
0: better than mine.
1: Oh, it was good.
0: It, was, it really was good. And it's, it's just a delight to be with her family and and uh, have some of the family table talk.
1: Yes, that's important. Thank you. It is. Table talks very important. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. so then uh, uh, so tonight we'll, we'll uh, uh, we want to talk about the years of our lives when our kids were really f- kind of from high school on until marriages and, and uh, some of our doings along the way as well. And we were, one of the things that uh, we really stressed in our home, of course, certainly for the boys, was that uh, it, you know, missions were just an accepted part of their lives, that they would do that. And, and Josh did, as he was uh, privileged to be able to serve in Ecuador for two years. Nathan's been on a mission for a long time.
1: Yes, he has. In heaven.
0: But we, um, our girls, we said, you're welcome to go. We'd be happy to have you go. You're not required to go on missions. And it's just your decision entirely. But we'll certainly support you if you want to go. And as it turns out, Two of our four daughters did decide to go on missions.
1: Yes, they did. Melissa went to Fort Worth, Texas, and Julie went to Paraguay. Both 18-month
0: missions. Mm-hmm. And um, they both uh, did a great
1: job. They and both
0: were, did a great job. we were
1: able to stay, and we were grateful. And, you know, some, um, I don't know if Nathan would have been able to fulfill a full-time mission. He might have won because of his health issues, but... At least he had the desire, and he, and had, well, he sure he had an opportunity, as a little boy, a little boy. and <laughs> who knows what would have happened. And for others who have the desire to go on a mission, they, they do their best. Yeah,
0: and and again, it's it's you know that that was entirely the decision of uh, both Melissa and Julie. We were happy for that for them. We were also happy for Emily and Becky. Uh, they made the decision to remain in school and continue their work Uh, and and Emily got married a little bit younger than the others and so things worked out well for them as well. Um, So we were grateful and thankful out of of all of our children that uh, each one of them had their own mission to find and to experience and two of our four girls found missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the other two found missions for part of their regular lives. So, uh, and of course, uh, our boys and Bonnie and I. It was great to be able to, we'll talk about it later, but to be able to go on a mission together to have Bonnie have the experience of serving as a full-time missionary.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Which uh, which we did in 2011. So, uh, missions were an important part. Uh, we also, in our home, as our kids were growing up, we stressed education. We stressed uh, them doing well in, in cool. school, in elementary, junior high, and high school. It was important to, to us that they do well, that they become disciplined in being able to learn decent study habits, um, uh, to create goals, to accomplish things.
1: To learn to apply themselves, because sometimes things come so easy to people, grades and schoolwork, that it was no big deal. But we wanted them to really work hard and apply themselves.
0: Yeah, we really did. And uh, so that was stressed in my home big time. And mine as well. Yeah, my parents, especially my dad, really stressed the importance of education.
1: My dad did the same.
0: And and I'm really grateful for that because it was uh, uh, became an incentive for me and a real an important part for me to to get um, a college degree and then go on to get a graduate degree.
1: Well, your mom also graduated. My mom, I don't think she went to college. She she got married shortly after. Well, when she was nineteen, maybe twenty. I don't know. I can't remember. But she did not have an education. She could paint beautifully and she could sew beautifully, cook amazing. She did many other things. But back then, not a lot of girls finished school. They got married and yeah. had children. Yeah. That was why it was always a goal for me, too. I just wanted to finish school. Have that. And,
0: and you certainly did. I did. I'm, I'm gr- grateful you did, Bonnie. It's great. Mm. So, uh, Josh completed uh, uh, his undergraduate degree at the University of Utah, and, uh, and then he went on and received an MBA degree from Utah State University, um, and, and which is the, you know, the same thing I had before law school. I got an MBA degree from the University of Utah, and it was helpful for him. And I th- I'm confident was uh, an important part of him getting a very good job out of school. And we're, I'm pleased uh, that he got uh, that, that graduate degree. Emily... Got
1: an associate's degree.
0: She did. She went to... I think she started at Salt Lake Community College and then uh, transferred up to Utah State. I she don't was
1: think... accepted into the teaching program, which very few get accepted but she had a long-term relation or a long-term what is it? No, a long
0: distance. distance.
1: That's it. A long-distance relationship. Eric was at the University of Utah, so going back and forth did not do them well. And so she tried to transfer to Utah, and they were they wouldn't they accept did, her they credits. They didn't work well with her. So she said, "I'm good with my associates. I'm going to get married and move on." And she's been okay. She's yeah. a smart girl. She's been able to do well with her just to her associates, but I'm yeah. glad she at least went for that much.
0: Yeah, I am too, and I'm proud of her for having done that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Melissa uh, graduated from the University of Utah with her uh, undergraduate degree
1: in um, communications, and then she also wanted to go into working well, with children yeah well, she like had
0: some family development
1: life science something like that she mm-hmm. wanted to, but she knew that in order to go any further she'd have to go to graduate school so she just said I'm kind of dumb so but she got her education and
0: yeah graduated from college I'm very proud of University her for doing Utah. that
1: and then
0: and, and, uh, um, and then Julie, Julie
1: she went up to Weber
0: but she, didn't she go to? Uh,
1: she went up to Weber as a to begin with. Chong, a song leader, she wanted to try uh, some different things and would commute back and forth up there.
0: I was thinking she went to community college for,
1: oh, for she went, a semester. Or I so. don't think so. I think she went right up to Weber. She got a scholarship okay. up there, and That's then true. she went, and then two years later applied to the University of Utah because she had such good grades. And got a full-ride scholarship at University of Utah and finished in psychology.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: And she's one that always said, why did I do education when I'm home being a mom? But you use, it's just great to be able to use your mind, learn, gain as much knowledge as possible. That's what our prophets of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has instilled in all of us to get as much education as we can, so I was proud of her for that.
0: Yeah, I, I was too, and way to go, uh, Julie, for getting that degree. And then, of course, our youngest, Becky, she went to the University of Utah.
1: She went to Salt Lake Community College first, that's where right, she was she a did. cheerleader there. That's right. She wanted to, That's how she paid for some of her schooling and enjoyed some of the social life down there, and then she went up to the U, and finished in communications. They, that was kind of a way to get done so they could move on.
0: Yeah, but again, yeah, was able to get a college degree, and she's uh, reflected back on that on a number of times. And, and um, I, I'm just proud of all of them for sticking with it and spending the time and effort and energy, even though it was hard at times, uh, uh, to, to get their college degree.
1: Well, and all of our sons-in-law and our daughter-in-law—they've all received their education and all got uh, their diplomas. Yeah, I think it's a good, good thing to go to college, just even if it's for a short term, just to get the experience of college life, because it's so very different from high school.
0: It sure is, and and from all I can tell, um, especially in the the older kids, they're. Encouraging even with their children in their younger years to do well in school, to get good grades, to be disciplined, to do the best they can, and, and in preparation to be able to go to college. Yes. To get higher education, and we
1: we talked about before that education was power.
0: Yeah, that's right. So. Well, so education was an important part of our experience over all of these years with the kid's going to school and uh, dealing with tuition and uh we, our deal with the kids was essentially look we'll pay half Fine. and we'll provide a home for you to live in without you know for free and and you don't have to pay for any food uh, we'll um we'll provide a vehicle and the first
1: year or two and but, then they had to get their own car
0: yeah but you got to pay your own gas and uh and and uh, but they had to pay half of their tuition and books.
1: We had a little bit of a discussion about that. Remember?
0: Not, not a little. We had a lot.
1: Because you wanted to pay for all of it, right?
0: Initially, I did. Uh-huh.
1: And I just thought didn't
0: want to pay for any of it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not. That's not true.
0: <laughs> Isn't it true?
1: No. No, I said I wouldn't mind paying for some of them but some of it, but I did not want to pay for all of it because you and I both had to pay for our own way and you And
0: nobody paid for our school.
1: No, they didn't. And you sure. you concentrate more if you're if it's your own money. You don't just go, Eh, if I flank this class, I'll take it again next term. If you're paying for it, you're in um all in.
0: There's a lot of truth to that. So,
1: But we had to, they were paying their gas, and they got good grades. We paid their insurance, right?
0: That's my recollection, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we just, we tried to be helpful, but we wanted them to start realizing they got to do some stuff as well, because they're going to enter the big world where nobody pays anything for you anymore. Exactly,
0: yeah. Okay, so then... um, we moved on from as they continued to uh, grow a little older in their lives, the and marriages dating and, and dating. Oh, we could relationships. Spend, we could spend hours on their dating experiences and uh, and all that, but we'll just kind of focus briefly on each of their marriages. And and um, w- with Josh, we were just so grateful that he found Kelly. Yes, we are. And all... F- all uh, all five of the kids have uh, married in the temple worthily and uh, with worthy companions and um, are just so grateful. Uh, it, we don't say that in any boastful manner whatsoever. It's, it's said in a manner of deep gratitude and thankfulness. Because yes. to be able to be in the temple with them and, and see our, our children kneeling over an altar with the person of their choice uh, it was a very tender experience and one that we'll cherish all of our lives.
1: We're grateful for them, it's for sure. We're grateful that Kelly came into Josh's life after some tough times and grateful for all that she's done to help bring happiness to him and with our four beautiful children, grandchildren that they brought into the world. And then we had Eric, Eric mm-hmm. who came along. And that was the Eric long- Motzkis. Yes, I thought Motskis was a Russian name. I think it is. And I thought, well, that's very different. I can't remember. Oh, no, I think it was Russian. Russian. But uh, they had the long-distance relationship, and they finally decided, let's call this one so we can not have to travel back and forth. So they had a nice wedding, and they've had four children. Then we've had Melissa. Melissa took a little bit longer to get married. She had some struggles as well. Some heartache here and there, but yeah. Mark came along, and
0: she was a little bit, a little bit older, than, well, several years older than Emily was. I think yeah. about four, four years older than Emily. And remember, Melissa was concerned because she was almost twenty-five. God, she and,
1: was close to 26,
0: 27. Oh okay, well, anyway, um, uh, she had yeah. a, other opportunities, but this one um, with worked. Mark certainly worked, and for a lot of good reasons.
1: Yes, it was, and they've had six children as well. Yeah, then great we had, family. They were a great family, and then we had Julie. Julie also married a little bit later. Mm-hmm. She had a few heartbreaks, and then she found Alex. Alex, um, Oh, well, Melissa's was Mark Larson. We didn't say yeah, his name, he was right. from Logan. And so he's a real Aggieette, which sometimes doesn't mix with this drill. Aggieette. Did I say Aggieette? He's a yet? real Aggie. No, oh, he's an Aggie. Did I say Aggieette? I'm oh, sorry. Did. I had a girlfriend that was an Aggieette. She was in the drill team. So yeah, they're Aggies. That's right. He didn't mix very well with our Utes. Utes. <laughs> so we keep telling their grandchildren. He, he tolerates
0: us now. Oh yeah.
1: Doesn't he? He even has Ute tickets too. Football, so, yeah. Because Melissa said, "Hey, we're going to the Utah State games. We're going to the Utah games too." So, then we have Alex Boyer who came into our lives and gave it a different dimension.
0: Yeah, with Julie. With
1: Julie and um, yeah, they're they're quite a pair, and they brought a lot of humor and fun and grateful for there. They've had seven children as of now. And then we have, and I and I will say oh, that in
0: connection with Alex and Julie, um, that uh, I you know I was raised in an environment that you don't you don't even consider mixed marriages, that you marry within your own race, and you know that was uh, fairly standard, uh, <clears throat> and so when Julie came along, told us she was in love with Alex Boyer, and oh by the way, he's a black man. Um, it was a major concern. Concerned.
1: Well, because we were worried about their our children. Kids. But that's because of how we grew up and with um, our grandparents and parents who were very, what's the word? Well, against yeah. interracial marriages. Or racial marriages, I guess. But I was okay with it. I was worried about their, the cultures mixing, but there's a lot of people who... Have those experiences and they do just fine and some don't do so fine but it's been up and down at times but they're they're doing okay they've got beautiful children and yeah we've had a different experience all the way around so
0: i came to the realization too as i as julie told us and let us know that she was in love with alex she wanted to marry him and, and um, that he felt the same way about her and, um, you know, I, I was on my knees a lot about this. And I came to the realization, uh, following one of my prayers, that, that if Heavenly Father sees one of his daughters and one of his sons kneeling across an altar in the temple together to be sealed forever, I don't think that he sees a white man or a black man and a white woman I think he sees two of his magnificent children.
1: Well, it could be the same way with they don't he doesn't see a Chinese and an American or a Hispanic and a Russian. It's just I think it was just easier earlier on to stay within your own race to make things go a little smoother, but life has changed as we know and people are a little more accepting to to a degree and the church accepts everyone to a degree. Don't they? Hopefully. Sure they do.
0: Hopefully yeah, that's, that's our doctrine. <laughs> yes. And um, so,
1: anyway, we are grateful for Alex and Julie for what they're striving to do in bringing some spirit children into the world.
0: Sure are. And they've had now seven. Seven. Seven, seven kids. <laughs> yeah. Bless their hearts.
1: Bless their hearts. Then we have Becky, our youngest, and she married. Blake Cyphers. Outstanding young man. man. She went through some difficult times as well with relationships. So we're grateful she found Blake and that it all turned out well. And they have five. They're going to have five. After four girls, they are going to have a little boy. So
0: So happy about that for them.
1: So we're grateful that they all had an opportunity to marry they all had an opportunity to have children because that's not always the case for everyone. And so we're grateful and blessed that they've been able to have that experience and opportunity in their lives.
0: And much like uh, Becky, Blake got his, uh, uh, he got a degree in engineering from the University of Utah and a uh, very bright young man and, and hardworking and, and uh, like the others, is very successful in his work and... Uh, just an outstanding person as as all of our sons in law are. And so from a marriage standpoint, we feel tremendously blessed, uh, in in the spouses of each of our children and and
1: um, And we pray every night that they'll stay on the covenant path, love each other, and do, right a, do what Heavenly Father would like them to do. So we are grateful and then that and that brings up that they've brought us into the world, beautiful grandchildren for us.
0: They sure have, numbering t- as of today, anyway. It'll
1: be 26 in May.
0: And that's with Becky's, Becky's little, little boy. boy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's nice to be able to say that after she's had these yes. four girls.
1: We have pretty even.
0: That's 13 and 13, 13 it will and be.
1: 13. Yeah.
0: We're just so proud of our grandchildren as well. They're, they're really great kids. And um, the, oldest, the two oldest are both 16.
1: 16 and driving.
0: And, uh, and all, all of them are just outstanding young people that are, are uh, obedient and striving to do what's right. And uh, they're smart. They all do well in school. Uh, They have great home lives with their parents.
1: What I like about them, and when they do struggle a little bit in school, that our kids have gotten them tutors or some kind of help, whether it's through a counselor, through extra classes to try to help them get through some of their stumbling blocks. I know that would have helped me with math, don't you think?
0: (laughs) Probably.
1: (laughs) With story problems. I needed major tutoring with story problems.
0: Well, so did I, especially when I was in elementary and junior high school.
1: Yeah, but you got it. Well, during
0: these years of the kids growing up, um, you know, from a church service standpoint, you were very busy in young women, I think, in primary, were you not?
1: Primary and young women, and then I did some relief society. I just, Dan later, I just served in almost every calling, I think, except for. Presidents, because I was in a lot of presidencies. Because you were,
0: yeah, I was serving in my callings, and they wouldn't have two presidents, uh, you know, in the same household.
1: And that was just fine with me. Well, <laughs> the responsibility. I was grateful
0: for your support for me. I, I guess during the the kids' years of growing up, uh, junior high and high school, and into college, uh, I was serving in the. After I've, I was released as bishop, I was serving as a counselor in the stake presidency for six and a half years, then as the stake president for nine years, and then as a stake patriarch for 10 years. And, and th- those years of service were really great, um, were great for me personally, but it was difficult um, because I didn't balance as well as I should have. My time at home and supporting the kids and their activities and and helping with their homework and all of these other things versus doing church work or my my law work at the office. If I had to do it over again, I would certainly try to do a better job with that.
1: Well now you can do lot of time. Is. You it, can now because you've got more time. More can, time with the
0: grandkids,
1: certainly. You can go to all of their things. Certainly and you can
0: a lot of them anyway.
1: You <laughs> can spend more time with them, hopefully, before we're dead and gone. And that's why we're doing this podcast.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> so um, 13 years ago, that would have been 1997, uh, uh, we made the decision to move. Into our home, Becky was still living at home. The other kids were uh, all either out, either married or uh, had moved uh, into an apartment. I think they had all married at that point. But we decided that we would uh, move into a home that would accommodate our family a little better. So we moved from our home on Altaloma Drive uh, and had this home built in Salt Lake. uh, Just what was it? Four, six blocks from where we lived mm-hmm. in, in the same stake. Because you different you wanted board. to be
1: in the same stake because we have yeah. kind of grown up with all these people.
0: Yeah, we had. So we moved here to uh, our home on Lily Meadows Lane in but, Salt Lake. But before that, we moved
1: into That's right. Julie.
0: We did. We lived with Julie for two months. Yes. Before we moved into this home because we had sold our home on uh, Altaloma. We had to move out before our home here on Lily Meadows was ready.
1: And so she told us we could come and live with her in her little apartment. <laughs> she had two we bedrooms, did. and that was before she was married, so we
0: yeah, that's moved right.
1: into one room and put all of our stuff in the storage unit, which was was good and bad. It's where we had a storage unit breaking. Right, in. And stole, stole all of Becky's life, basically.
0: Yeah, Nathan's.
1: Nathan's. No, I had Nathan's.
0: Oh, you did? I
1: had Nathan's.
0: Oh, it was my music equipment that was stolen. It was your music was
1: equipment that was stolen, but we had Becky's, all of her bins of her lives, her videos, her pictures. Oh, that was a sad day. She said, my life has been erased.
0: It was a but, so
1: I went around and found all the pictures I could from everybody else's book and made her a new scrapbook.
0: Yeah, that was a major task.
1: Yes it was but I had to do it.
0: So we moved here and uh, <clears throat> um, that that movement into this home where we live now on Lily Meadows Lane really was the beginning of the the next chapter of our lives that's what wow. really leads us to
1: well that's where julie got married and then a couple of years later
0: yeah julie lived here with us for
1: she moved back what, into here
0: several months she and becky lived here
1: mm-hmm. with
0: us and and
1: no that's not right becky julie becky, got married and they lived that's right. and they lived in her apartment where we lived with her and then that's right. Yeah, and then we went on the mission. When did Julie and no. Alex live there? Here.
0: While we were on the mission.
1: Yeah, but where was Becky then?
0: <laughs> well, Becky, Becky lived with us here for a short time.
1: Right, and then got married. And then got married. But then she and Blake moved back in here
0: while we were on our mission.
1: So first it was Julie,
0: and then and then Becky was here for what about two years two on our years. mission. And then Julie and Alex came here for all oh, about the last nine months of our mission.
1: Was that when it was? Yeah. Oh, I'm confused. Obviously, duh. So yes. Yeah, so they, there we go.
0: And um, so that really does then bring us up to the point where we really did become uh, empty nesters, and uh, that's uh, that'll be another episode of our podcast. Uh,
1: Talk about that. That's right. But just during that time, we had to have our last pet leave us.
0: We did. Oreo. Oreo.
1: Oreo. We'd had pets all through our lives for these kids, trying to... Birds and hermit crabs and mice, snakes. Yeah. Lots of dogs and cats and... Yep. But our last dog was Oreo and she was in this house all by herself and she got depressed. It was sad we were never to see here. Her. So we gave her to a family with children who loved her to death. So that was a closing chapter as well.
0: It sure was. And and a good one.
1: It was good for
0: her and it worked out for us as well and hated to, to have her in this depressed dog state, state that she was.
1: Well, all of our children love dogs and they all have a dog now.
0: Imagine that.
1: Imagine that. So.
0: So here we are now today as empty nesters, and we'll talk about that. But it it, it kind of the tie in with all of this is it it leads to uh, this phrase from a song called "The Rhythm of Life," and I'm going to play that here at the end. Uh, it's a song that we sang in a little group years ago, but I like the the whole concept that the rhythm of life is a powerful beat. And it is. We've we've talked now for uh, about <clears throat> forty years worth of our lives, just about Bonnie.
1: Yeah.
0: Forty years. And and now, you know, we're into this empty nesting stage. The
1: later stage is kind of a circle.
0: Yeah. They're... This rhythm of life that really does lead to the circle of life, and what a glorious ride it is.
1: It has been with you, that's for sure. And,
0: and you've made it that
1: way. I know it. Don't you forget it. I,
0: how could I forget <laughs> it? and never will. So, that's all from us tonight on Notes from John.
1: With a babble from Bon. Good, Good night, night. everybody. <gasps>